We're your hosts, Lizzie Kondravi and Brooke Volkert, and welcome to the All-American Dream Podcast. We have one of our first guests of all time back on the podcast today. He's also our first repeat guest of all time. Honored. And his name is Ryan (laughs) Walsh. Welcome, Ryan. (laughs) What an intro. Uh, Thank you. Happy to have you. So today we're kind of just going to talk about um, short-term rentals, the future of short-term rentals, the possibilities that you can achieve as an investor with short-term rentals, Mm -hmm. and we'll see where it goes from there. Awesome. I'm excited. Let's dive right in. So I want to start off by asking kind of, um, well, first, I want you to kind of explain your background with short-term rentals because you do own, you know... Duplexes. It's not, is it called a long-term rental when somebody rents it out for a year? Yeah. Okay. So you do own long-term rentals. Mm-hmm. So you've dealt with that, the whole tenant lease situation. Mm-hmm. You also own multiple Airbnbs, correct? Mm-hmm. Just, okay. So then let's talk about what else you got going on. Uh, the latest and greatest is midterm rentals. Midterm rentals. Okay. Yep. Which... I haven't heard of this, so I'm excited to kind of dive in of like explain what a midterm rental is. It's um, it's something that's over 30 days, uh, but less than a year. So it's anywhere from typically one to six months. Uh, it's very common in uh, traveling nurses. Yeah. Um, which is uh, kind of the latest and greatest, but also with COVID and where you can work from home. Mm-hmm. As long as it's furnished and you have really good Wi-Fi, you can get people coming from anywhere in the U.S. that are like, we're going to go somewhere for a month or two, ideally warm if you're leaving here, right? I've had, I had some friends that they were, the kids were homeschooled and they rented their house out in Lakeville and went down to Texas for two months last winter. And nice change of scenery, warm yeah. weather, but then still not, you're not out of a hotel or. Exactly. Exactly. An, or so. an Airbnb. Is that mm. correct? Yeah, correct. So uh, the main website for it is furnishedfinder.com. And that's for mainly for traveling nurses. Um, but also it's something where, you know, if you wanted to go somewhere for a month, you know, you want to go down to Florida. Yeah, you're working remotely for 3M or or whatever, and you can do it as long as you got Wi-Fi and and Zoom. It's it's created a whole different world. I mean, COVID it's has created it, and now people know that they can work from just about anywhere. I can't. Yeah, you can. <laughs> we can, as far as real estate is concerned. But we can provide that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, provide that element of hospitality, and that's one of the things that I talk to people about too. Is the like the long-term rental game is not a sexy way to build wealth, but a lot of people get excited about furnishing and design of either a short-term rental or a midterm rental. Cause you're actually creating a space as opposed to just buying a duplex and leaving it like a shell basically for yeah. other people to create their Yeah, spaces. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So quick question. Did mm-hmm. the Lakeville people then 
do a midterm <clears throat> rental on their home while they were in Texas or? Yeah. And actually, uh, it was an insurance claim. So I think uh, the people that rented their house, they had a house fire. And so their insurance company paid for them to live in my friend's place for a couple of months while their house was being restored. So that's another version of a midterm rental. Yeah. Or yeah, another thing is if you're building a house, you sell your house, Mm -hmm. you're building a house, Mm -hmm. you need a place to live while your house is getting built. So there's, there's a lot of opportunity in that space. And also one of the things that um, most municipalities allow for midterm rental that don't allow for short-term rental. And that's one thing that actually changed recently in Minneapolis is if you have a non-owner occupied duplex, only one of the units can be short-term rental. Okay. Because, and this this doesn't make any sense, but the city councilman who put this law together uh, was recently voted out, but he said there's way too many parties at short-term rentals in Minneapolis. And which So for I don't know who's having these parties. <laughs> I tried to bachelorette book. parties or or what I mean it's not a party no. destination and so it was it was changed. So now what we did in one of our duplexes is one of the units we do short-term rental and then the main level since it's furnished we do midterm rental and the rental rates are about 1.5 times what a long-term rental is. I was going to ask that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'd be curious, do you know like how much less expensive they are than renting a hotel room and paying by the day? Because, I mean. Um, you know, I don't know the numbers just because there's it's such a so range right. as yeah, far as the hotel is concerned. But the biggest thing about it is you have a kitchen, right? So it's going to be less expensive long-term. If, you're, if you go to Trader Joe's, and you're cooking and you're not going on, you know, you know a traveling business person that mm-hmm. might be somewhere mm-hmm. for, you know, longer than 30 days and go grocery shopping, you're cooking at home and you're not dining out every single night. Well, and you're going to want to be able to do your laundry, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what if you have pets? I mean, everybody has a dog now, mm-hmm. right? Everybody got a dog over. Yeah, you can't get COVID. them anymore. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bringing like your dog, having a yard or if the midterm um, rental allows it. But interesting I just saw, well, I just listened to this on a podcast, um, BlackRock, right? Like, uh, what's his name? What's a super wealthy guy? Um, Super wealthy investor. Warren Buffett. Okay. His (laughs) private equity firm, fund, whatever, just bought extended stay hotels. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, so they like, they are also investing in people staying at these extended stay hotels, which I'm like... I really like the idea of like you're you have a home that you're renting more mm. than like these extended stay hotels because also when I think like <clears throat> hotel, I always just assume it's more expensive than an Airbnb or well not an Airbnb fine furnished mm-hmm. or you know I don't know what is the word gonna be for this like what is the brand name like <laughs> word gonna be but mm. you know what I mean well, well and a hotel's like so sterile so when you have that more homey environment as well yeah and uh, character yeah. You know, walkability. Yeah, walkability. You know, the ability to to be part of a neighborhood as opposed to, you know, a hotel. Uh, especially like right now in downtown Minneapolis, there's just not a whole lot that's going on. Mm-hmm. So if you can be in uh, an area that you can 
walk to a, a brewery or, you know, a, a local restaurant, like non-chain restaurant, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. have that experience. And mm-hmm. like you said, too, pet-friendly. And, I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool and it's pretty exciting for, I think, for investors and for, you know, potential patrons as well. Absolutely. So I was thinking this, like, I can totally get, like, the midterm rental market being, like, awesome and great in Florida, you know, or somewhere, Arizona, Texas, places that are warm, right? So in here in Minnesota, when it's nine degrees outside, Mm. um, where do, have you seen that this is more of a focus in? Because like you just said, Minneapolis, right? Like not Mm. a lot of people may feel comfortable. Is it actually better in the suburbs? What does that, Mm. Uh, what have you seen? Well, one of, yeah, one of the beautiful things about the Twin Cities and Minnesota as a whole is healthcare. I mean, healthcare is, is some of the best in the entire world and people fly in from all over the world. So when you think about traveling nurses coming here, getting paid, compensated very well uh, for relocating here and and working at some of the top hospitals in the world, uh, that's very attractive. So we just um, uh, signed a traveling nurse up. She was originally for, I want to say it was 12 weeks and got extended for another 13 weeks Mm. uh, because one, the pay is really well. And two, she loves the, well, the Airbnb that we transitioned into, into midterm rental. And uh, they receive a, a stipend for uh, their lodging. And so that's very attractive. Yeah, yes. my neighbor, actually, he <clears throat> runs an Airbnb out of his house. And he, like, has somebody in every room in his house like I do not know how he does it I could never ever do that but he so he has like a mother-in-law suite down under you know downstairs because he kind of has he like turned it into a mother-in-law suite downstairs and upstairs he has like all the bedrooms filled with like all these different people all the time which is kind of weird but one of them was like some producer for Telemundo who just started Telemundo Minneapolis or whatever so he was here for like a long-term project another gal is a law student at the U so she's only here for like the semester and she doesn't want to have to stay for the summer Mm -hmm. so she really only needs it for like four months um and then just other like totally random people. So it's like, it's not just healthcare and they're staying in Golden Valley, which is where I live. Like that's not necessarily the sexiest destination when you think of coming to Minneapolis, but it does, it has walkability, it has parks, it's close to breweries, restaurants, all this stuff. So I guess I didn't even put two and two together. Like there's also students and other random professions you would never even think of that have to travel like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're opening a, a, a new branch, you know, some people go get it up and running and maybe they're there just for a month or two. And and I think companies are more open to doing to to having, uh, you know, like somebody's private residence as opposed to, you know, a hotel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is there any greater risk on doing that compared to like a short term or a long term? Uh, as far as insurance is concerned, or as far as like the lease term, or well, those are all good questions. <laughs> all <laughs> the above. Yeah. Let's just go into risk in I, general. Yeah, just like the, is if I was, if I'm you and have these properties, is there a? I, I guess my point is, is there a greater risk in doing that compared to having to just investing into an Airbnb or an investing into an, like a different? Uh, the the risk as far as the the 
difference between a midterm rental and a long-term rental is you're going to have um, more vacancy typically in a midterm rental if you don't time it right. So, I mean, it could be somebody's in there, they're paying one and a half times, maybe even two times what a long-term uh, rental rate is, but you might have a month or two of vacancy while the next, you know, traveling nurse gets approved. Yes, Sometimes sir. it gets yeah. pushed back. And so if you commit to them and it gets pushed back a month, you might have to eat that, but you know, as long as you're not just taking the proceeds off the table and spending them, <laughs> spending the money on, mm -hmm. you know, uh, non-appreciating assets, then um, then you'd be fine. Okay. So, um, as far as short-term rentals are concerned, I mean, the way that we have ours set up, and there's I don't know six or seven hundred five-star reviews that we have. Uh, we only allow guests that have actual profiles and reviews and, and need to approve them. Um, so there's a lot of communication on the front end. Uh, and the thing is, if you get a bad tenant, they're only there for a couple of days, um, right. you know, and then you turn it over and it's cleaned up. And, and so honestly, as long as you have uh, good cleaners and good management, um, short term can be very lucrative. If you run it like a business, I mean, it's got to be hospitality. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not just you're just providing a space. 100%. I think that is something that hospitality is, a, I think, a word that needs to stick with all of us when it comes to every aspect of everything that we do. And Wally, what I like about you is like you, you, you are a hospitality brand, right? Like that's mm -hmm. part of how your personal brand. And we've like talked about that in our last podcast together. Um but I think something a lot of people forget in this industry is like, just because you're providing a service to find, help people find houses, like you're also having to provide hospitality while you do it, kind of, mm -hmm. you know? So speaking of hospitality and both like the short term and the midterm, even long term, quite frankly, what are some of the features that you can add to a property that would help make it stand out? Oh, good question. Um, so as far as like midterm rental and, and short-term rental, it's, it's all about making it Instagram friendly. So whether, whether it's 100%. a restaurant or it's a hotel or it's short-term rental, uh, you, you want to have something in it and it's like, it's really unique. Like for example, in our Airbnb, we have clawfoot bathtubs that have like a shower curtain, 360 degrees around it, which is fine, you know, and and it's it's fun and it's cute and it's it's unique and it's vintage for somebody that's there for two, three, four, five days. But if they're there for a year, it might wear on them a little bit. They're like, I want a regular shower surround. <laughs> um, plants, art, all that kind of stuff makes a huge difference. Um, so you want to have either a partner that has a an eye for design or hire it out because it'll pay off in the long run. For yeah. Sure. And there's also a, there's a really good online option called Havenly. And I know it's like, I think it's like $169 per room and they give you the links to order furniture. Wow. So you can just like say like, I want the furniture package and I can just tell you, I mean, obviously that's a substantial investment versus you like taking the time to go out and like thrift, you know, but yeah, I mean, that there's there's just so much opportunity, especially as far as short-term rental, because you can have an Airstream on a cliff and turn that, or yeah. the tiny home or a shipping container home or, you know, an ADU that's above the garage, an accessory dwelling unit, right? Uh, as long as it's approved, 
I mean, you want to be, you know, as far as risk is concerned, we'll circle back to that. Um, having it approved, especially if you're in the city, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of super unique, I stayed at a, a shipping container Airbnb in Denver uh, a few months ago and it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Interesting. Yeah. And it was like you pulled into like the back alley. It wasn't even like the, there was a main house and then they had a shipping container that they must have torn their garage down, put a shipping container there and they it literally checked all the boxes. And now they're living there for free probably. <coughs> okay. Right? So, exactly. So dumb question, but how, where do you go and how do you find like a midterm rental? Um, well, one furnished finder. Uh, dot com, but also on Airbnb. I mean, you can just they go do. there okay. and and type in that you're looking for 60 days, and some might have that availability. <laughs> so there's there's not a ton of sites that are out there. Um, but I just didn't know if like you like make it Instagram friendly of like you have your own page that then people like see. You know how like when you're on Instagram and you see like oh this super cool cabin in the oh, woods the type frame cabins exactly. yeah oh. that I'm just like oh my gosh I want to go there and like where is that place you know so I just didn't know if there's like if that helps for marketing it because I'm trying to think like because immediately I was like we need to get one of these by Mayo Clinic because there's always people coming to get surgeries and check-ins and things like that and so then I was mm. like well but how do you like. <clears throat> Where do you begin? It doesn't even have to be by the Mayo Clinic. I'm sorry to interrupt because I know oh. you were going to say something, Ryan. But I, so um, I had a friend who got in a car accident who had to go to the Mayo but lived in New York. And they had to fly in to drive to the Mayo. So they just stayed at the Intercontinental Hotel attached to the airport. So, like, they didn't, you know what I mean? Like, you you might think, like, go stay by the Mayo. But to them, they were like, no, we'd rather be closer to the airport and drive to the Mayo. You know, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I could see opportunity in so many different cities in kind of the like, honestly, the whole state. Because, you know, Mayo is not, Rochester is not in like the suburbs of Minneapolis <laughs> right. at all. Right. Maybe one day it'll be like Chicago right. and it will be considered a suburb. But okay, sorry, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought on that. But um I was talking about like making it like Instagram friendly, like marketing it that if you were like. Yeah. You know. I mean, we have a, a web page that links to Airbnb uh, for a couple of listings that we have. But honestly, uh, my partner on a couple of the Airbnbs in town, Pete, uh, just purchased a place in Lake Pepin uh, and it's an A-frame and it's <laughs> gorgeous. And then there was a 2,500 square foot commercial space that he's turning into another unit. And then there was, and it's literally across the street from the marina and oh. the water. So the sunset, and it was extremely affordable compared to something in the city. I mean, it was, it was a three and a quarter, three and a half, you know, which you're not gonna find a duplex around here for that. No, <laughs> so, absolutely not. So there's, there's a ton of opportunity in some, you know, some of the, you know, quiet, um, destinations, whether it's in the mountains or near water, very do, affordable. Do you feel like this is going to like catch on and be a very popular thing and everyone's going to kind of trying to get their hands in the cookie jar? <laughs> um, maybe, you know, uh, I, I don't think like institutions, like you, you brought up, um, Warren Buffett or BlackRock or whatever else. Um, because I think people want the, the direct connection with somebody that really knows the entire town 
they know where the restaurants are they know where the, you know the dog parks are the the walkability the brewery or distillery or whatever else i think i think they want that local connection as far as going back to the word hospitality that just can't be provided by just about anyone mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and, and i think it's attractive to a lot of people but it's also i mean there's there's a significant time commitment to managing something like this right that's what's really going through my mind like how do you do that um well it i mean if you're local you just kind of got to be all in and have uh two or three really good dependable cleaners (laughs) um and then use a lot of the different sites and resources I, i did a post just recently on on facebook and i linked out to i don't know maybe a dozen 12 15 different uh, websites that I picked up over the course of the last several years, um, mainly through podcasts. I listen to a lot of Bigger Pockets podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, which is a beautiful resource for any and all things investment, real estate. Uh, so highly recommended. But uh, and I can certainly provide those to you to provide to your audience. Awesome. Yeah, we'll link it. Um, and there are some short-term and mid-term uh, property management sites. Uh, or companies that have popped up. Uh, there's one local one called Mini Stay uh, that does uh, short-term rental property management for you know vacation rentals, not only in the Twin Cities but also in uh, northern Minnesota as well. And this is not a visual medium. Obviously, we are <coughs> recording it on the video, but Ryan brought in some flyers here um, that we'll have to share, like in a PDF mm-hmm. or something like that. So we'll like yep. link to that as well. Yeah, on our blog. Yeah. One. Oh yeah, we'll post it to our blog. <coughs> check out our blog. Um, so another thing I saw, and I recently saw this, I cannot remember the name of the company for the life of me, but there are these cabins that are like, their whole brand is like two hours from these major cities. So like two hours from Minneapolis, two hours from Chicago, two hours from um, San Francisco or whatever. So they're in that like vicinity and they're these cute little like, you know, mini houses or tiny homes Yeah, that they're... Um, they're saying like get away from it all, whatever. But then you can add on these packages for like an extra hundred and fifty dollars. You know what I mean? But it has like a s'mores kit and a word find puzzle in it, and like it's totally overpriced. But like you would totally do it. So mm. it's like also that's another unique way to add on some hospitality is like offer these little like you know bundles, right? Is yeah, that- experiences. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. There's that. Um, you could have kayaks or bikes or a longboard or you know whatever else i mean there's a lot of different things that you can provide depending on where you're at and and just tie in you know with the with the local community for sure those are usually huge sellers for me and you could totally price your unit like higher because you offer those amenities instead of you know using them as add-ons for example but when you like are looking for an airbnb and you see that something offers like free bikes you're like oh that's what we're gonna do when we're there but even if you never use them Mm -hmm. yes but totally especially like in the summer we'll go bike around the lake yeah Mm -hmm. totally um so who is the ideal person okay so like whether you're an agent listening to this right now or you're a lender or you're just a consumer who is the ideal person to purchase a rental, a midterm rental property? Um, you know, honestly, people that are looking for either long-term or short-term. I, I think there's just a lot of people, like you alluded to, that uh, aren't familiar with the midterm uh, option. Um, but I think, one, the numbers work out really well. 
Uh, two, there's not a ton of management because if people are staying for anywhere from one to six months, uh, it's not as management intensive uh, as a short-term rental. And also uh, the local political climate typically is receptive to at least 30-day rentals. Um, so you're a little bit protected from that. Um, and a lot of people were purchasing investments solely based on short-term rental income, which can be, you know, 5x what a short or a, a long-term rental is. And then if the rules change and, like, the entire community just gets rid of short-term rentals because they want to help support the hotels and motels that are in that area mm-hmm. or the resorts and they get rid of the short-term rentals, um, then your numbers might not work out. So making sure you're making your investments based off of the numbers on long-term rental, but you get the upside of the midterm and potentially short-term as well. Oh, yeah, the 1% rule, right? Mm-hmm. 1% a month of well, Yeah, the- which is really hard to find um, with appreciation and uh, inflation and just increase in in rental rates, I mean, you can work yourself up to the 1% rule, but it's mm-hmm. it's really difficult to find right now. I was just talking to a gal <clears throat> this morning about how she's renting out her house in Bloomington. I mean, fenced in yard and everything, but still like a single family home in Bloomington, right? And she had over 20 showings this weekend for it to be rented out. And she had people offering more than she was asking. Mm-hmm. So they could get it. So they could get it. Wow. And then she eventually had somebody sign a two-year lease. And I'm like, girl, you like hit the jackpot. They're paying more than you were expecting. And you have a two-year commitment with them. Like, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it is hard to find, but almost not that hard to find. Like with the crazy competitive rental market that we're in right now. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're like you alluded to, you're seeing multiple offers as far as rentals are concerned as well. But there just hasn't been a whole lot of building you know, over the course of the last couple of years because of supply chain issues yeah. and, and expenses. So I just saw an, an article in the Minneapolis Business Journal about all these builders that are building these rental communities that are like single family rental communities, which is really interesting. And it's all in like, you know, like where they're building right now, right? So like Albertville, yeah. you know, farther away. Invergrove Heights. Su- suburbs, you know, but like this is where people are like establishing their families, but they don't mm. necessarily have the capital to put down. But also that is such a great opportunity for them to do, you know, to have that like midterm rental maybe while they're waiting for, you know, to buy it. Or they don't want to commit to a full year. Well, and I was going to say what – um I'll be interested to see what effects this has on our market. I I think it's going to continue. I think people want the the freedom to either work from home or work remotely, and I think that will influence real estate decisions for a long, long time. I don't imagine anybody coming back to the office if they didn't have to come in during the pandemic. Like if I didn't have to come into the office during the pandemic, I wouldn't come back. Like I wouldn't come back into the office. I'd be like, if I could do my job effectively not in the office while in the pandemic. Well, no, I just mean like inventory being so low, like she didn't sell her house. Oh yeah. Nobody's selling their house. Right. Like she's renting it. Like I wonder mm, if yeah. this continues to be like a trend is what will that look like on the market for in the market? Uh, until supply chain opens up, and building starts 
you know, ramping up again, it's going to stay tight. And rates are until rates rise to a point where it's unsustainable to keep your house. But right now, it's like if you have a house at 3% and you're about to go buy another house, why not just keep the house at 3% interest mm-hmm. rate? And you know what I mean? Unless or you, you need more room. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like if you need more room. No, keep the house mm-hmm. and rent it. Well, you get oh, your upgrade. Sorry, because eh, mm-hmm. like okay. you, yeah, like you may need the capital to put down, but there's even so many amazing programs, which I think is fascinating. Like, why are they continuing to put out these great programs for buyers when there's so many <coughs> buyers? Like, why are they trying to f- make there be more buyers? Yeah. And the thing is, though, I mean, it's it's still really challenging to obtain financing. I mean, most of the people that are qualifying right now uh, have you know, very very good credit. They have cash, they have the you know low debt to income ratio, and they're A plus borrowers. So I mean, there's just a, a ton of them out there. And the thing is, over the course of the last decade, uh, the amount of uh, appreciation you've seen in real estate, mm-hmm. uh, the increase in values of the stock market, crypto. I mean, you put mm-hmm. all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then also you, you add on to it the transfer transfer of wealth from baby boomers that are passing on. I mean, I sold a house not too long ago. It was close to a million bucks and the proceeds were split between two kids. So they each got $450,000, which turn around and, and purchase a million dollar home each. Yeah. You know, so Sign all me up to be there. <laughs> yeah. <They're> children. <laughs> right. You pick the wrong parents. Yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they're not listening. No. <laughs> Um, so I I just, I've been seeing so much on TikTok about this too, which it's probably because that's what I interact with on TikToks, like the algorithm. (laughs) Their their algorithms are fantastic. True, like truly brilliant. But, um, I just want to also talk about something. If you are getting a rent, if you're thinking about getting a rental, you know, one of the biggest things I think, and I see this on your sheet right now is a keyless entry, a keypad. That is like the biggest, best investment you can make as any sort. This is me on my soapbox right now. Any homeowner <laughs> investment, you know, you own investment property, anything, get a key pad lockbox on your house. Yeah. Until you, I have the Simply Safe one right now. And sometimes it is too cold for it to work, though. So maybe not the Simply Safe one. But don't come after us. Yeah. Yeah. Simply Safe. This ad is, or this podcast is not <laughs> sponsored by Simply Safe. Um, yeah, and mine, I mean, I can unlock with my phone, mm-hmm. so I don't have to give the code out. I can just unlock it, and if some, you know, Amazon guy or whatever puts a package inside the door, close it, just hit any button, and it locks. So, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, super nice. And you don't have to worry about lost keys. <clears throat> I know. And it, and it has a, a feeling that it's safer. Absolutely. Even though it's the same deadbolt. And it has a feeling of it's higher end. Like mm-hmm. any electronics, like, you know, or like technology and stuff. You're like, this place is cool. This place is cooler because I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. And you're even seeing that now with like hotels. I feel like <clears throat> having like a keypad versus like a key. Or I've seen like people at resorts have wristbands instead of like a classic key. In you Yeah, know? that goes next to your phone and then it dies. And then you have to go all the way yeah. downstairs and get a new key. And you're like so irritated. <laughs> totally. Anything else that's on your heart, Ryan, that you want to talk about when it comes to these like investment properties? Um, not other than uh, I'm 
I'm just continuing to invest because I'm playing the long game. Uh, and there's a lot of people that are thinking about getting into the investment game, mm-hmm. but they're trying to time the market. And one of the greatest like quotes or lines that I've ever heard as it pertains to real estate is don't time when you get into real estate, time when you exit. Okay. And now is there's it's a fantastic time for people to exit that bought in 2009, 10, 11, right? Because, I mean, they have... Uh, the amount of appreciation that they picked up where they can transfer that money into something else or just get out and retire mm-hmm. or do it, you know, a 1031 into something that's, that they don't have to manage, mm-hmm. you know, roll into a, you know, a, a big commercial development where you just own two, three, four, five percent 5% of it and then collect dividends quarterly. You know, so, I mean, there's, there's a ton of opportunity for people that have been in investment for a long time, but it's, it's the people that are, they're watching what's going on and they're like, God, I really want to get into investment property. It's like, just get in. I, my first property that I bought was in November of 2006, which was the edge of the cliff yes of the housing crash. yes yeah i mean yeah. it crashed so like, the height right yeah it i mean the housing market crashed like an hour after i closed <laughs> i was right yeah <laughs> and i had i sold i would have lost i don't know 25 to 40 percent of what i paid for do you still have it yeah awesome and i've i've leveraged it twice i probably have 75 percent equity in it and had I not purchased that one in November of 2006. Held on to it. Yeah. I wouldn't own the rest of the real estate that I own. I might not even be in real estate, to be honest with you. Hold on for dear life. Mm-hmm. Hodel. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, like the time in the market. Now I seem like a genius for buying in November of 2006. But time in real estate, historically makes anyone an intelligent investor. Exactly. I bought two investment properties in like the historically most insane housing market. And I know for a fact in my gut that the values of my homes are going to go up. Mm -hmm. Like there's no way that they're not going to, you know. And the amount that you can rent it for and uh, how insanely low your interest rate is on both of them. Because Mm -hmm. I am not an economist whatsoever, but when have we ever seen... You aren't? Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out, Lizzie. Um, when have we ever seen like dramatic reverse inflation? So when our rent, oh yeah, geez. yeah, watch this just be like, we get off this podcast and we like see breaking news. But you know what I mean? Like rent for over a thousand, for like, like let's say 12000 or $1,200 a month is really not that crazy. And people are only going to c- continue to earn more. That was like when I graduated college in 09 rent was like 1200 a month. Yeah. Now in 2022 we're in. I mean, yeah. that's like a steal. Mm. I know I need to raise my rent. Yeah. My sweet little tenants. We all do. I'll wait till they leave. But I'm doing that this week to four of them. Good luck. That's right. Yeah. I'm a good landlord. <laughs> Not a slumlord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> As long as they're like... I reinvest in the property. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ryan, where can people find you? Everywhere uh, besides the stickers underneath. <laughs> like, you know, if you go to Smack Shack at the bar, I've been there. I've seen them. But. I, did, I brought some coasters for the office. Oh, thank so, you. Yes. Um, on, uh, everywhere on social. 
Uh, I consume a lot of TikTok. I don't um, produce a lot on TikTok. I think the editing aspect of it, I like to like shoot a video, crop the ends off, and post it. Yeah. Um, Instagram, Sotheby's, all over the place. Through this podcast, yeah. I can reach out to you and <laughs> yeah. connect with me through we'll, your blog. We'll put your contact information on there. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. This has been fun. Yeah, this is great. And like I said, as far as like short term, midterm rental, I think uh, that's that's a, like the sexy creative design side of real estate investing. The long term rental is not. I mean, it, it's a it's a rough way to build wealth. It works. But this is this is the sexier side of the stuff, so uh, which is fun. Well, yeah. we inv- we interviewed Marty Morgan, who is a longtime client of All American Title, and you know works with a ton of investors. Very talented, very experienced with all this stuff. And he's like, long term investment like is not a get rich quick plan. No, at all. He said it takes fifteen to twenty years. Which is mm-hmm. which when you tell people that they're like, mm, you know, because our attention spans are so short. But this can also be kind of like a fun instant gratification, you know, little project. Yeah, too. it is. I mean, the the numbers as far as short term and midterm are are much better, but they're also not guaranteed. It's a lot less consistent. Right. right? Um, that's so, the risk. Yeah. One of them. And and that's another thing too. When when investors or potential investors reach out to me, the one of the first questions I ask them is, "What's your risk tolerance?" You know. And, and that determines which route that we go. They're like, well, what do you mean risk? I said, well, there's risk in every Just like you asked Lizzie, yeah. what do you mean risk? <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> awesome. So, Thanks, Ryan. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. This is, uh, this is great.